Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we review, examine, and rate each Bare Naked Ladies song one at a time, seven to Y. I'm your host, Tracy. I really just want to stay in my room today, though, and do absolutely nothing today. You know what? I'm really glad to be joined by my friends, though. (laughs) Friends help. Tonight I have with me... Uh, I'm Aaron, and I'm going to let my bike ride itself. (laughs) I'm Michelle. Hi. <laughs> That's like my favorite line, this this song. That is a great line. So tonight's song is Bad Day, a song that not many people probably have heard of. It's mm-hmm. off the 2008 album Snack Time. So here is a quick snippet of that song for those people who have not listened to this album. Sometimes I want to run and hide. Today I want to stay inside. Tell my bike to take itself for a ride. I'm staying in today. So this song was written and sung by Steven with some amazing harmonies later in the song. Oh, yeah. So why don't we start the breakdown on this song? Aaron. Breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Aaron's gonna talk about construction and time. Breakdown. Uh, yeah, well, Bad Day is approximately 108 beats per minute, uh, is in the key of D major, even though it's sort of a downbeat, uh, melancholic song, uh, it sounds sad, but it's actually in D major, uh, which is, you know, if you can only imagine if it was in D minor, which uh, we all know from Nigel Tufnell is the saddest of all keys. It'd be, we'd be jumping off a bridge. Yes. Uh, well, it's almost an F. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that like a D minus? Uh, no, it, it's uh, it's in D major. Uh, the form follows a fairly basic form: intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. So it's A B A B A B with some really nice harmonies starting to come in on verse two. The simple but effective structure fitting of the children's album. Again, although it's written in a major key, it has somewhat melancholic feel to it. I really, really like this song, actually. This is a, Wait, of, a melancholy song that you really like? <laughs> I know! What are the odds? Uh, I know that I have been kind of a little difficult on some of the children's songs we've done so far. I genuinely like this song, uh, so I was, I was really pleased with it. I really liked it, too. I feel like it's a perfect, like, no wonder Stephen wrote it. It's so representative of his, Mm. not his darker side, but his, you know, I just, I related to it really well. Like, I just feel like it expresses the the seasonal affective disorder that those of us in the Northeast are common to experience. Like, it's just like, oh, it's winter, bad day. (laughs) And the song is just like, I totally get that mood. I know what that mood is. And I know what that headspace is. And even though it's on the kids album, I think it's not a kid's song at all. It's definitely an adult song I agree. for all of us who experience depression. Like there it is. That's that's the song. That's our that's our song right there in all its glory. Um, and it's great. That was my same note that I wrote down. That this is this is an an everyday B and L song that mm-hmm. is just written as a kid's song. Right. Like this could be on any B and L album if it were j- like the. The words are specifically written for kids, yeah. but the music itself, 
the theme of it could go on any BNL album if it were written for more adults. The mood and the tone are definitely, they hit you in the gut. It's mellow and it's kind of soothing in a way, but you definitely get the sadness from it and the depression. Like, it's just a depression song. That's all I can say. It's a depression song. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) Well, the guts it takes to to do a children's album and to put a song on there about sadness and melancholy and loneliness, like, that takes some serious... I was getting severe flashbacks to childhood (laughs) listening to this song. It's probably why I liked it so much. I really, and it, you know, the more I learn about Steven, the more I really feel like he's a kindred spirit. Uh, oh, wicked. Uh, this Agreed. song really spoke to me. We could talk a little about the lyric Tell my bike to take itself for a ride. I think that was clever. That is clever. And evocative. Yes. Um, the chorus feels like I'm the only one who's not outside and having fun. I totally know that feeling. When you're feeling like that as a kid, it really does feel like you're the only one. Of course you aren't. I don't need hugs and I don't want food. I want to stay here in this lonely mood. That one, oh my god. There, there's something, I can't recall, it wasn't even a song. It was like I went to see Henry Rollins on a spoken word tour. And uh, he, uh, it's the same way. He's, he's <laughs> He was talking about how he, when he was young, he would like staying in his house, didn't want to go outside. Like, nobody understands me. It's like, I totally, just leave me alone to be here and, and absorb my depression. Like, I totally get that. Like, like. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you when, sometimes, especially when you're young, when, if you have a profound feeling of sadness that you can't quite explain, I think you really actually do need to sit in that for a while to actually kind of let it kind of wash over you. It, it's it's one of those things. It's it's a weird thing. Like you don't want to be cheered up to a certain extent when you, especially when you're first getting into into that and like feeling that it's a different thing and you're trying to understand it. And I think people's uh, efforts to uh, distract you or cheer you up it, it feels like they're trying to take something away from you almost in a weird way i do like that at the end it's really sweet the dad comes in brings him his dinner tells him everyone has days like this and the family misses him it's an expression exactly. of un- and i think tracy you can probably elaborate on this being uh you know doing what you do for a living but it's an expression of understanding not judgment it's what everyone right. needs to hear on a day like that you know yeah, he sympathizes, he normalizes, and mm-hmm. I think it's amazing that he's he's not saying you have to be cheerful. He's saying, like, no, everyone goes through this, and it's so perfectly okay to go through this kind of situation and just just be there. And when you're ready, you know, yeah. we missed you, we loved you, and come on in, out and join us when you're ready. I think it's so you know, important for people to hear that, especially kids who might not understand what they're feeling, you know, and the first time something big happens like that. That's that's huge. And you guys have kind of mentioned this. I think that this song was very confessional for Steve. Mm-hmm. Big time. There is a part of this song sings, well, literally, of his connection to Brian Wilson. I mean, this song is the type of song that shows why he and he connected so much with Brian Wilson. And, you know, you could see that he lived through depression as a child himself. Because he understands that child's point of view of all of this. It's not written about being depressed as a child through adults' eyes. This is written through children's eyes. And I, and I think that's absolutely amazing. You know, as counselor picking up on listening to this song, 
the kid's making negative assumptions about what what his peers are doing and what his peers think about him. Like they don't want to play with me, you know. And that he he feels like he's alone. He's the only one that has that feeling. He's feeling lethargic. He's feeling anhedonic, which is basically like I don't want to play with anything. I want to give everything that I have away. Nothing brings me pleasure anymore. I mean, it describes every level of sadness mm. that goes with depression. And it concisely puts it into one day. But that's really kids in a lot of ways, too, where it changes day to day, even with depression for many of them. And, like, the bridge is so beautiful with the harmonies. It doesn't try to make it happy again. It just kind of sits there, like you had said, Aaron, with the sadness. And allows it to be beautiful, but be sad at the same time. And then the father comes in with that great understanding at the end of the song. Yeah. Which allows him to be sad, and then he's he his feelings on it change. You know, he's like, you know what? Maybe I'm not the only one that feels this way, and maybe I'm going to be okay tomorrow. Okay, that's that's all right. And he's not happy at the end of the song, but he's accepted it, which is great. Um, and I think I think it's important to kind of point out that that Stephen's parents, and you know, I think it's it's very confessional with it being his father in this song, but. So I could see his dad being this way. His parents were both educational psychologists. So I could very much see, like, his possibly his dad or his mom reacting in this way to to childhood depression. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's interesting, too. I feel like this song, I don't know if it was you, Tracy, or you, Aaron, that said it was kind of a confessional. Yeah, it was Tracy. But I feel like, you know how I've mentioned in the past where, like, on Steven's songs, the bridge is where the reveal is. Like, yep. that's where you see, like, what he's actually talking about. Also, usually the best part of the song. There's nothing like that in this song. The whole song is that. The yeah. whole song is just yeah. him being exposed and open and saying, all right, here's where I am. Here's where I'm coming from. And, yes, I'm making it a kid's song, but this is coming from my own feeling. And that's all there. There's no reveal because the song yeah. is a reveal. Yeah, uh, that's a. Really I wonder if point. that was very freeing for for him. Actually, I I think I know that he was sort of opposed to the the kids album, but I think maybe like embarking on this and saying, okay, I'm just going to sit down and write a song. I'm going to make it a kids song. It allowed him to kind of if if he is, it does seem like he flirts with being autobiographical, but then maybe obfuscates in most of his work. And this one, because he was putting himself in the role of the child, or maybe you know reverting back to himself as a child, I feel like maybe it was easier for him to just kind of open up the floodgates. And uh, yeah, you get something. Legitimately, I was not expecting to like this as much as I did. I mean, uh, not that I expected to dislike it, but again, it is on the kids. (laughs) Historically, the kids' songs. I've been again. I know I'm a stick in the mud, but uh, I haven't been a big fan. Uh, but I like this one uh, better than a lot of some of the other tunes that we've done on the other albums. So um, I'm actually in just talking about it with you guys. I realized I probably like it even more. So I, I just updated my score. Yeah, <laughs> Michelle's happy. <laughs> I see all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, should we get to scores? And I guess I'll go first. So for the rating system, this is what just hit me. And that's all I can think about is seasonal affective disorder. So how many SADs are we giving it? Oh, I thought it was school administration districts. Oh, how funny. (laughs) 
<laughs> nope, that's seasonal affective disorder. Every November, I can feel it. It hits me like a ton of bricks. It's the most I... appropriately acronymed uh, psychological disorder of them all. Sad. Exactly. Right. <laughs> take it on whatever level, whatever level it speaks to you. Yeah. That's how you can take it. That's what the bare naked ladies are all about. However, it hits you. That's what it is. So I gave it a four. I love it. It's. I would listen to this. Whenever, if it was playing, I would listen to it for sure. And I might seek it out. Aaron? I gave it 3.3 school administrative districts. <laughs> I, I, uh, I really like this song. You know, I, at first I was going to give it a 3.1. And then I was looking at some of my other scores. I was trying to be as fair as possible and try and rate them comparatively. I mean, I like this song better than I like Another Heartbreak. I like this song better than i like see like another spin it's it's a really good song it's a solid song and it's the kind of song honestly you know oh there's one more thing i wanted to say about this actually it kind of reminds me of what do you do with the mad that you feel by mr rogers and i mean that i'm not being flippant or dismissive i consider that a very high compliment i think fred rogers was a great man a wonderful children's entertainer and educator he raised uh, me yeah, he raised yeah, me in legit, the 70s. Legit. We all got plopped in front of the TV, and that's what we, that's who <laughs> well, raised thank, us. Thank goodness for Fred Rogers, right? Yes, Yeah, God Mr. Rogers was great. And this kind of reminded me of that. It was like that, that song in particular is one of the few that I really, really remember from that show. And I think it's so important that, you you know, we always, everyone in our culture is talking about, like, you know, adolescents and preteens and hormones are raging and it's a confusing time. But it's confusing to be a kid at any age. You're, everything is new. Everything is new. And when you're feeling really strong emotions and you can't, especially if you can't explain them, like we talked about depression. Um, if you, assuming you have actual, like, you know, depression, that's a physiological cause for this. Um, you know, maybe it's triggered by an event or maybe it's not, but you can't always explain why do I feel this way? It's got to be extremely scary. And I think just hearing a song from somebody else and saying, wow, somebody else feels this way, somebody else understands, that's got to be such a huge help and um you know honestly I, without getting too maudlin I, I i would hope that uh a lot of kids understand that and get that message so i think this is a really great song amen i completely agree i don't know how to praise this song enough it does in the last however many years since it's come out one of the big movies that i i tell all the kids that that i know that are depressed to watch mm-hmm. is is inside out oh uh, great great movie yeah I make it an essential. And so many kids miss the point of that movie, which is that sadness is essential and that the way you mm-hmm. get th- that you that you recover from sadness is by going through it, by allowing yourself to be sad. And in two minutes period of time, Steve makes that point with this song in a way of being accepting and normalizing with that and, and sympathizing with it in a way that it took an hour and a half in that movie. To, to kind of get that point across. And he does it in a very beautiful way. I almost wish they had taken this song or heard this song and put it in that movie mm-hmm. because they they pair so wonderfully and beautifully together. You know, having the kids, um, and I mean, we'll hear the kids' ratings, but having kids, I don't play this for them often. And it's almost a travesty that I don't because it's one of those songs that it didn't hit me the first time that I listened to the album at the right time, mm-hmm. you know, having a, having a baby and listening to the album the first time with my baby, like, I'm like, eh, yeah, it didn't touch to my core at that moment, even though I've been through these exact same moments as he's been through in this song. And I still don't 
Like, it's not a song I would play on a normal basis. But I think it's a song every kid should hear. And it's it wasn't on my normal rotation for my kids, but it's going to be. Because I want this normalized. Even though it's not a song I would normally seek out, even though it's absolutely, once again, a gorgeous, beautiful song, I have to break away from my normal way of rating this song and go with a four. I think it's just an amazing and eloquent, I think is probably the best way to kind of put it, way to approach such a difficult subject. Now it's time for my children to give their ratings for this song. Bella, what did you like uh, and not like about this song? I like the jokes because um, when they said, have your bike go for a ride, instead of you getting on it, it's going by itself. And that's what's funny about it. And I don't have a part I don't like, really. It was kind of a sad song today, right? Yeah. Did you like the sad part of the song? No. Do you have sad days sometimes? Yeah. Were you singing along with it the second time around when Ben was listening to it? Yes. Were you enjoying the song? Yes. So, Bella, zero to five, how many do you give this? I give this a three. Thank you. Benjamin, what are your thoughts about this song? I like it when they're the ride room, the bike ride itself part. I like the ending. And I certainly like nothing else. You didn't like anything else about the song? Nope. Have you ever had a bad day? Plenty. And do you feel that way when you're having a bad day? Yes. Do you feel like everyone should just go away and leave you alone? Yep. That you'd want to give all your toys away? Never! Not even when you're feeling really bad? Nope. And that you wish that that the day would just not be, would be all over? Yep, I feel that, though. Yeah, you're sick today, huh? Yep. So, zero to five, how many would you give this? A 4.1. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it's a great song and great message. That puts that up pretty high, I think. Yes, it is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's eighth. It's number eight in our list. It's between aluminum and adrift. Now, I'm going to guess. I don't have it here in front of me, but I'm going to guess. This is the highest one off that album so far. Oh, yeah, easily, easily. For sure. And happy to report that the top eight, aside from... I would switch all in good time and aluminum. I am totally calling the top eight here. <laughs> okay, Aaron. <laughs> I just want to, as Aaron goes, so goes the podcast. Yes. <laughs> we'll have to see if that continues. <laughs> We're not even a tenth of the way through yet. Yeah. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. <laughs> or as Han Solo said, okay, kid, don't get cocky. Aaron wins the A's. Aaron wins the A's. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. A for Aaron. He's doing pretty well on the B's so far, too. Let's let's see how we approach the B's. Yeah. Where's Bobby? Those are my initials. So continuing with the tradition that I've had the last couple of weeks, this week's appearance is, again, a Juno's Award. Mm. B&L won a Juno for Snack Time. In 2008. Now, unfortunately, uh, Stephen had left the band at that point by the time that the 
actual award came around. But when they were getting the award, which did not show in the big Juno presentation... Uh, so those who have not watched the Junos, the Junos do very much like what the Oscars do, where they have the major awards on the main night and then all their other awards on the previous night. Children's Album of the Year is a previous night award. And they did win Children's Album of the Year for this album. So at that, they were being interviewed. The link that I'm going to post, please ignore the interviewer. He's a nice guy and all, but that's not why we're here to watch. <laughs> But the interviewer actually asks Ed if he would do a freestyle rap. And Ed just bursts out into this freestyle rap in the middle of the interview. And it's uh, it's amazing to kind of watch him just do what he does on stage right there and then. And that's the link I'm going to be posting for tonight is that link for the, the improv rap that he does uh, for the Juno Awards. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, Ed. So guess what? 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 Some days we just don't want to come out. We just want to be left alone. But don't worry. Usually a day or two later, we're crawling out of our holes and and we re-engage with society. So if we disappear for a day or two on the internet, please leave us an electronic postcard with chimpanzees. Another That always cheers me up, I know. And even if it has constructive criticism, I like to know how to improve the show or, you know, just add to the discussion. So please send us some electronic postcards and visit us on Facebook at Bare Naked ABCs. Visit BowlingStormTrooperEntertainment.com, where hopefully we'll be having some added media in the future. And write to us the bare naked truth of the matter at bare naked abcs at gmail.com. Yay! You can always get it right next time. Next time. So, some days are mm-hmm. just bad days. And we feel that everything's bad, and we just want to get up and curl up and just go into a ball and hide under the sheets. Like, life has just gone to the dogs. You know, next week, that's the song that we're going to be discussing, because we're going to be discussing Bag of Bones, which is a Kevin Hearn song off from the Thick Nudes album. Nice. So until then, enjoy your week, and come back next week and listen to us again. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets, except maybe. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 